Welcome back to another take from Me Killing It. I'm Tyler. I'm Matt. And I'm Kendi. Before we go into today's episode, I just want to take a second to say thank you so much for listening and for helping this show by leaving a five-star rating and positive review on Apple Podcasts or a like and subscribe on YouTube. It really helps the show get on the charts and for more people like us to discover it. So thank you again so very much. And without further ado, on to the fun. So today we are talking about Life, 1999 movie starring Eddie Murphy, Martin Lawrence, Obaba Babatunde, Anthony Anderson, of course, the great Bernie Mac, Barry Shabaka Henley, and so many others, Ned Beatty, Miguel Nunez Jr. The director of photography was Jeffrey Simpson. The director is Ted Dem and was written by Robert Ramsey and Matthew Stone. Of course, spoiler warnings as always, and it is rated R for strong language, shooting, and yeah, pretty much everything. Yeah, there's some racism in there. Uh, uh, definitely. That white only pie scene is really intense. Dude. Really intense. <laughs> it happens I twice. <laughs> twice. I can't. Ugh. That scene can't. is really intense. It just it makes all your your creepy crawlies on the back of your neck stand up the whole time he's trying to convince him to, you know, nicely walk back <laughs> out the door. Because yeah. these people in here were not about to listen to nothing. And you could purposefully tell they made that female waiter look like as rough as possible, like as rough as possible. You know, just to to really let it set in if it hasn't. Man, it was just. One of the things that immediately stands out about life is the chemistry between Eddie Murphy and Martin Lawrence or Ray and Claude in the movie. The two comedians have a great comedic timing and their their performances are both hilarious and heartfelt and the dynamic between their characters is also a lot of fun to watch as they try to make the best out of their terrible situation that they've literally stumbled upon. <laughs> oh, man. Talk about They're... wrong place, wrong time. Exactly, man. Dude, like, don't investigate the noises and leave the <laughs> dead body alone. Just, okay? just go to sleep and it'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot of funny scenes with them arguing, but I really like when they start to become real friends as they get older. Like when they when they get older, I like I, that's when their friendship is the best because they don't give a they don't they don't give a crap anymore, man. You know they old they. Okay. They've served time together. They've they've hated each other. There's nothing else to do. You might as well like each other. Right. For, for real though, this movie is like 90% funny, but every time he's like, Man, I missed your voice. I'm always like, oh. <laughs> right, because they're bubba's. Mm-hmm. And you know, they they go through everything together, absolutely everything. They've seen everything together now. Yeah. It's it's ridiculous. They've been through it. Uh, another standout aspect of the film, of course, is the supporting cast, which includes our big heavy hitters, Bernie Mac, Obaba Babatunde, and Ned Beatty, who all deliver chef's kiss performances. For real. They help make the prison environment feel so much more authentic and real 
they add a whole lot of depth to everything. I mean, Jangle A <laughs> makes everyone laugh so hard. Bitch, you will the show. Oh my I don't. I don't know how they filmed Bernie Mac playing this character because I would not have been able to keep a straight face, especially if he was talking to me. Like <laughs> <laughs> he's just so extra, and he's like looking at his target, all like, "You gonna giggle?" Yeah. <laughs> you gonna giggle? And then in the meanwhile, everybody in the background is just dying. Just rubbing his suspenders is just great. <laughs> no, it, it, this this two gay function character was just so over the top, and our TV couldn't even handle it and shut <laughs> off that first scene. It really did too. It, it was... <laughs> I was like, oh nah, not today. The TV not was today. like, the TV was like, it was gay. I don't like it. Off. This, this ain't it, Chief. Dude. This ain't it. <laughs> no. Wrong movie, my bad. <laughs> uh, just everyone around them reactions to that whole scene is just amazing because everybody's got like a different emotion yeah. about it. Like and Biscuit especially because Biscuit is actually uh Jangle Egg's girlfriend in this. So yeah. she's in the back just all sorts of offended Bro, it's the best and storms off she had like she had like a pail of water or something and then the guard's like you pitch a woo on a job and he just she just drops the pail oh. of water puts her hands on her face <laughs> how could you just so mad and then we we see them go to the cafeteria right after that, and and Biscuit and Jangleg are just sitting right next to each other, and she's just hard staring at him, and yep. he's just looking off in the distance, yeah, eating, shaking. <laughs> like, well, my man knows he's in trouble. No. For real. <laughs> you just I, hear J. Cole start playing. It's going to be a long night for them. There's a lot of karma in this movie, too, I want to say, especially when it comes to Claude. Because, like, Claude files for that appeal to get out. And then, you know, they're like, his, his, his fiance was like, you want to you wanna apply for Ray, too? You want to get Ray out, too? And he was like, no, nah, no, nah, Ray, Ray just tied me down. You know, no, nah, he'd probably been in and out of jail. No, we don't want to do that. And then he gets his, denied, his, his appeal denied, right? But that's mm. karma, baby. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, Should have tried to take him. Yep. We see karma for the the sheriff who later turns into, I guess the in, intendant superintendent. Yeah, he, I don't know. He, he's he's either be, I think he's actually becoming like the new head guard because you know the head guard got real old. Yeah, or the new warden, something like that. Yeah, yeah. But we we see like you said a lot of karma in here. I also really just like the great soundtrack that they've put into this film they've got songs featuring uh james brown ray charles and bb king the music really helps to set the tone and create a great atmosphere and the scenery they used really drops me into the 1930s everything is dirty it looks hot the town scene uh before ray and claude get caught with the dead body is a great example in my opinion like it's just it looks so amazing for that time it tells you what time you're in really like you, nowhere around that 
no nowhere today looks like that you know yeah. like you can mm-hmm. you can immediately tell okay we're not in 2023 we're <laughs> we're in the last century got it <laughs> it's it's beautiful it really 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 highlighted beautiful clothes beautiful cuts on those clothing for everyone i think they did really well Every, with the dirtiness too everything like looked, the like just looked you, every, aged and, with no roads and everything being dirt roads and everything like they did really well at showing uh the, how dirty it would be you know what i mean uh yeah. all the country even before they go to jail all the country folk and everything that they meet all look dirty and and they did that really mm-hmm. you know that's i think that's a really important and well shown oh. detail right yeah i mean like if if you can't figure it out for yourself when you when you meet one of these these hillbillies that <laughs> pull up to rod or to wow my bad ray and claude you you can just see like this softball size of fucking <laughs> or you can just see this softball His size cut. of cut or, <laughs> or, or chewing tobacco whatever you want to call Ew. it it was oh, just the nastiest nastiest glob of it all bro they always spit out like a whole mouthful of spit too like they just been holding it in <laughs> oh my gosh. and this man was talking with that stuff he was taking sips of the, the whiskey the the whiskey with it and just oh my god please just shut your mouth go go wash it with bleach come back (laughs) dude he not gonna have a jaw that's fine yeah his jaw gonna rot that's okay he was gross he was gross now now this movie's really (laughs) really funny however it's not just a comedy you know, it's also a movie that deals with some serious issues issues and social mm-hmm. commentaries at the time, like the injustices of the prison system, the racism and discrimination that Black people faced during that time period. You know, this film doesn't shy away from these things, and it handles them with a great deal of sensitivity and nuance, especially for the time in which this film was created, because they even show uh, a few LGBTQ issues and it has, like, hands down the saddest and most realistic scene involving Biscuit, a beloved trans woman, also serving time. We say a trans woman because she's shown that way, and her partner says, get it, girl, while she is singing in a in a scene. Um, but, you know, this character doesn't want to go home because they don't want their mother to see them this way as, as this person. And, you know, it's a hard scene to watch. It's a very hard scene to watch. And it was handled very well. Like, not just for mm-hmm. that time, but for this time. Like, movies don't handle that that well, even now sometimes. So it, it's really nice to see uh, the care involved. Right. You know, I also uh, love, you know, and hate the scene with Ned Betty as Superintendent Dexter Wilkins, uh, realizing the gravity of the injustice he's, he's played his part in. You know, he realizes that Ray and Claude are innocent. And, you know, it, 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 it liter- very literally kills him. He goes up and di- goes up to the bathroom and dies while going to the bathroom. You know, his heart just like, gave out. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I can't even imagine, you know, to realize that because he had already said they had that scene where him and uh, Claude were talking and uh, 
Claude was like, yeah, I've been here for 40 years. It's a hell of a lot longer when you're innocent. And then Wilkins was like, well, everybody says they're innocent. Don't you think that's kind of funny? And and Claude, and he's like, no. Claude's like, no, actually, I don't. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, Forgive me if I don't love. So like, I'm the sure gravity the gravity hit him hard, man. Because he was old man yep. at that point. Yep. They all were. They all were. <laughs> but it also highlights too, like you can't just sit on issues. You have to have more urgency about it. He should have written up the pardons right then or yep. told the assistant to start working on it right, in, right away because we're not guaranteed anything. Never. Even if he would have told the police the actual story of what had happened, that might have even helped. Because when he was talking to the police at the end mm -hmm. of it, he was telling them a different story. And Claude was like, why don't you just tell him the truth? And he was like, nobody wants to hear the truth. And if he would have told him the truth, that might have helped, you know? Maybe, yeah. Maybe. Depends on the judges in the area. Yeah. And they were, I mean, in, that, they were not in a good area. No, nah, man. They that were, camp was... They were in Mississippi, right? for a long time. I think so. And yeah. they came from New York. It was less a prison than it was a plantation, you know? Yeah. Labor camp. I didn't see a white yep. prisoner. It, it's set in Parchman, Mississippi. And it was filmed in California. That's crazy. Overall, you know, this is a comedy movie that manages to be both really funny and poignant. It's a film that's aged well. It's all still very recent events, very relevant to today. Like, this all still happened within memory yeah. for folks. And I think they showed that very beautifully when they went through all the movie scenes to show what was happening with the war yeah. while they were in prison. And then later they show the more modern scene when they're out and they're at the game finally. I I really like this scene too when Claude drives the superintendent Wilkins to go pick up the sheriff uh sheriff uh was it picket oh. yeah sheriff pike and and claude yeah, is claude is by himself at the car and it's the 70s and he's looking around and he's seeing all of these people and and uh, all of these freedoms and and this music and their hair and everything and it's just so you can tell it's, it's so overwhelming and and different like mm -hmm. he walked out of a spaceship you know what i mean yeah and these aren't these aren't my humans like, where, <laughs> where, where'd everybody I, go he you know the last thing he interacted with was a whites only diner yep, yep. and some awful awful racist hillbillies <laughs> um and then going to prison for the rest of his life so it's and they it had to be hugely disassociating. One of the more breaking things for me is that they tried explaining to the sheriff that they didn't kill the man. Obviously, he knew that because he killed the guy. And it's, it's just like, man, you can't have just one cop in front of, in charge of everything. Like, you can't because then th this stuff happens. Like, they they told them that the booze was theirs, that they were bootlegging, and then... They, that they didn't do nothing with that body and homie was just like okay you got nothing to worry about 
I'm sure the state of Mississippi will have nothing to care about if you just tell them the truth. Like, man, forget you, bro. Right. <laughs> yeah, they were they were making money off the capture of the prohibition hooch. They were making money off the prison labor they were gonna get yep. from these two young men. It's just like old it, man Pike. It was said. all they got literally sold up the river. It's just like old man Pike said, at least the state of Mississippi got 40 years of cheap labor mm -hmm. out of them. And it's like, I just want to throw up. I just want to vomit. That <laughs> really happens. I just want to throw really up. happens. Prison labor is no joke. It is an awful practice. Prison in general. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, this was Eddie Murphy and Martin Lawrence's second film working together. So if you are a fan of them or just looking for a great comedy drama, definitely life should be on that list. They have an amazing chemistry together on screen. And you'd think they had literally grown up together. Wow. And so I did not know that it was the second. Oh, Boomerang was the first. Okay. I didn't know that. That's really cool. I did. You're so good at that, Kitty. You just throw me off with your little random facts. <laughs> Well, that's all the time we have for today. Thanks for listening to our review of Life. Don't forget to subscribe to We Killing It for more reviews of your favorite movies and TV shows. Just so you all know, Tyler has an ASMR sleep podcast coming out where he'll put you all to sleep with all the random facts. I'm coming out with a tech review channel on YouTube where I'm reviewing a 3080 build from NoCompromiseGaming.com. As well as, Kendi has a podcast coming out called Sidetracks where she will take you on a deeper dive on some very interesting topics and people including the amazing child superstar and later politician Shirley Zimple. Just head to WeKillingIt.com to see when all that drops. If you are enjoying the show, the best thing you can do is to tell a friend. Leave a positive review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast fix. And if you have a suggestion or a story you want to share for us to read, just email us a PDF to listeners at wekillinit.com. I just want to thank you so much for listening and for connecting with us, squad. You are awesome. And as always, I've been Tyler. I've been Matt. I'm Kendi. And, and we, we killed, killed it. We Killing It podcast is written by us, Tyler Misla, Kendra Parrish, and Matthew Johnson. Editing is done by Matt and is produced by Tyler. Thank you for listening. 